Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kitshanu bemitzvetah vetzivanu laasok bedivrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. Our weekly Torah portion is Nassau, Take, it is book of uh, it is numbers chapter four uh, through chapter seven and today i want to speak in the light of one of the most famous prayers the blessing of which we conclude our shabbat service every shabbat i would like to read it in the book of numbers chapter 6 verses 24 through verse 26 number 6 24 26. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This prayer is filled with deep spiritual meaning and these words reveal the Lord's desire for us. His Father's heart, full of love, for his children. We can boldly accept God's love as expressed through those words and be confident that the Lord truly wants to bless us. This prayer is for each of us and for each of us it is a great blessing as well. But in the words of this prayer there is yet another very important meaning. Let us open uh, verse 23 uh, and read the opening and closing lines of Aaron's blessing again. Verse 23 and verse 27. Here is the beginning of this prayer. Speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them that this is how you are to bless the people of Israel. You are to say to them. And verse 27. In this way they are to put my name on the people of Israel, so that I will bless them. Once again, I want to repeat that this blessing applies to every believer in Yeshua, in the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. However, this prayer was initially directed precisely at the Jewish people, to the sons of Israel. There is another exciting and essential prayer for Israel in the Bible. It is Psalm 122, verse 6 through verse 9. I would like to read this prayer. It is so important to know this prayer. Here's this prayer. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be at peace. May there will be shalom within your walls, quietness within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I now say, Shalom be within you. For the sake of the house of Adonai or God, I will seek your good. Now I want to talk about one crucial topic today. And that is a question of who is worthy of our blessing? Who is worthy of our blessing? Reading the blessing of Aaron, some believers 
idolize Israel and pray for the city of Jerusalem. They pray for walls, the streets, and the land of Israel. But this prayer, Aaron's blessing, is for living people, for the Jewish people. And I want to remind us that our people are far from being perfect and sinless. There are many examples in the Bible of the disobedience of the Jewish people to God and his messengers, his prophets. And you know, modern Israel is far from being a perfect state. Most people who live very f there, very far from the standards of the scriptures, and we know it. So now I want to share the main idea of today's sermons, sermon. It is easy to bless and wish well for someone far away, who we do not know, who seems perfect. Still, it is often challenging to bless and pray for someone near you, especially if they are sinful and imperfect. imperfect. And even more difficult when they do not share your views and may not like you. Today the world is divided into groups of people at war with each other. There is so much politics, hatred, divisions and wars, and there's so much grief around. And sometimes these worldly influences enter places of worship. Sometimes children of God can bring their understandings, beliefs, and morally wrong ideas within. We know that this world is full of hatred and divisions. People hate and do not accept those who are different from them and do not share their views. This world, usually, they curse and desire retribution for enemies. But God calls you and me to bless, not condemn others. I think every believer in Yeshua, our Messiah, knows this simple truth. In the book of Peter, 1 Peter, chapter 3, verse 9, here's the um, direction for all of us. 1 Peter 3, 9. Do not repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but give a blessing instead. It is for this reason you were called, so that you might inherit a blessing. A fascinating truth is here. If you want to inherit a blessing and accept it into your own life, then give a blessing, be a blessing to others. From the very first day, when we received Yeshua by faith in our hearts and the Holy Spirit filled us with his presence, a profound change took place within us. Instead of anger and hatred, the Holy Spirit filled our innermost beings with forgiveness, with love, mercy and compassion. Probably each of us knows these words from Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5 verse 43 through verse 45. Here's the very famous message from Yeshua. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 
but I tell you, love you your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Yeshua teaches us to love people and shows us his character of God. His desire to bless and do good even to enemies and those who hate him. And for sure, I know one truth. It is one thing to read and memorize something from the scriptures and another to put it into practice. I want to read one important place from the scripture. It is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2. Likewise, wives, be submitted to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the message, by the wife's conduct, without a word, they may be won over. As they observe your pure, reverent conduct. I believe this is one of the most read passages in the scripture, in the Bible, especially when a husband wants to prove something to his wife. <laughs> but I'm sure that this passage from the Bible applies not only to women, but to men too. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Here's the continuation of this message. It is clear that you are a letter from Messiah delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Ruach of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. It is a blessing to be a believer and set an example in your life, according to the Bible. It is a huge blessing to us. I want to read one of the most interesting and at the same time difficult places in the New Testament. It is a part of Yeshua's Sermon on the Mount. I believe here Yeshua revealed the very essence of the Messianic faith, the heart of the Gospel, and the desire of the Lord for each of us. It is book of Matthew chapter 5. Let us start with verse 1. Book of Matthew chapter 5, 1. Now when Yeshua saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you 
and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they prosecuted the prophets who were before you. Being a son or a daughter of God is an extraordinary calling and destiny. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. A child of God is a child of the King of Kings, and therefore our life, our thoughts and interests must first belong to Him. He is our Lord. I want to give an example from the life of the prophet Isaiah, one of my favorite examples. This is one of the most famous chapters from the book of the prophet describing Isaiah's call to ministry. His call to ministry. It is book of Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 through verse 5. Let us read together. Isaiah 6, 1 through 5. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw Adonai sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim were standing above him. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. One called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy Adonai Tsevaot, the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4. Then the post of the door trembled at the voice of those who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And verse 5. Here's Isaiah. Isaiah's response. Then I said, Oi to me, or in Hebrew, or let's say, Oi vey, for I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I am dwelling among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, Adonai Sevaot. This story reminds me of our times. The first verse begins with the mention of the death of king Uzziah. Uzziah in Hebrew, Uziyahu, means my strength is in the Lord, is the Lord. He was the tenth king of the ancient kingdom of Judah. Uzziah took the throne at age 16 and reigned for about 52 years in Judah. His reign was the most prosperous since the time of Solomon. In the earlier part of his reign, under the influence of a prophet, Zechariah, he was faithful to God and did that we, which was right in the eyes of the Lord. He was a righteous man. And now the king and wise politician Uzziah died. And the future of Israel is a significant doubt. After so many years of prosperity, wisdom and successful battles, the question comes up, what is next? What will happen to the country? When I read this place, I can imagine the feeling of the prophet Isaiah, who loved the king so much 
and shared political and religious views with him, supported and approved of his rule. And now Isaiah prays and asks the Lord what to do next and what the kingdom would be without such a wise ruler. And at this very moment, the Lord shows Isaiah that it is no longer Uzziah who is the king of Judea, and that the answers are and the future of Judah are not in him, but that the Lord is the king of kings, and his will and the kingdom are unshakable, and that only the Lord has all answers. Therefore, the future of Judea is in God's hand. What a lesson this is for us. I know that presidents and politicians come and go, and empires rise and fall, but the Lord remains the king, and his will is the most important in our life. This is why verse 6 through verse 8 is a continuation of this story. When one of the seraphim flew to me with the glowing coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this had touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sins atoned for. Then I heard the voice of Adonai saying, Whom should I send, and who will go for us? So I said, Hineni. Here I am, send me. This is the essence of our life, our destiny. We are called to serve God in all circumstances. When everything is going well or something does not go according to our plan, when a country is ruled by a wise politician or not, when there are righteous people around us or not, we are called to bless and be a blessing to others. This is our calling. The next question is, what can be an obstacle for us? That's very simple. Pride, selfishness, unwillingness to admit one's mistakes, bitterness and unforgiveness stand in the way of God's calling. Therefore, scripture teaches us to choose the Lord. And this cannot be done on our own only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the Bible tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be in prayer, in unity, love one another and worship the Lord together. That is what we need now more than ever before. In conclusion, I want to pray for you with the prayer of Rabbi Shaul, the Apostle Paul. Here's the blessing from him to all of us. It is Ephesians chapter three, verses 14 through verse 21. Please receive this prayer as, as a blessing from the Lord to you. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. From him, every family in heaven and on earth receives its name. I pray that from his glorious riches, he would grant you to be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Ruach, his Spirit, so that Messiah might dwell in your hearts through faith. 
I pray that you been rooted and grounded in love and to know the love of Messiah which surpasses knowledge so you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far beyond all that we ask or imagine by means of his power that works in us, to him be the glory in the community of believers and in Messiah's Yeshua, in Messiah Yeshua, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the end, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. From Abba David, uh, Rebetzin Sandy, Rebetzin Ina and me, Shabbat Shalom. We will close with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel. So let us receive this prayer. Yevrecha Hadonai Vishmerecha, Yere Donai Panavelecha Vihunecha, Yisadonai Panavelecha Vayasem Lecha Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpacha. Shabbat Shalom.